0: everybody and welcome into Blue Jays today, where today everybody, everyone's talking about it, so we gotta talk about it folks, Jorge Soler is looking like the guy right now, the Toronto Blue Jays could go out and acquire and bring in and lock in as that DH, they are currently favorites, they are front runners, this is from John Heyman, we are gonna get into all of that and more, I'm your host Nicholas Playlog.
2: And I'm your host, Adam Peddle. Yeah, guys, this is, uh, I just want to say off the top, look, I know a lot of y'all out there are thinking, man, not again. We can't be named as the front runners, the favorites for another guy this offseason. But here's the reality, folks. Like, we're in the same boat. We feel the exact same way. We just want a deal to get done. Like, I'm tired of being like, "Uh, is he going to come? Is he not? Are we getting on this guy? Are we getting on that guy? I'm with you. I'm with you. But right now, all we know in this current moment in today is that, yes, the Blue Jays are currently the front runners for Jorge Soler. So we're going to talk about it. Just like Nick said, we're going to bring up the rumor and we're going to talk about some implications that might actually happen if we get Jorge Soler because of the Ariel Rodriguez signing. So there's some, there's some things that might go down on the 40-man roster. So we'll get into all that and more, folks, right here, y'all. Welcome in, everybody. Good wow. to see y'all here on the Friday. Evening. I want to I want to say
0: something because uh, I know everybody is hurt right now, and it, when you hear that word favorite, you hear that word frontrunner. It's automatically like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna be in pain again. Like I, I don't want to feel the way that I felt. I get that, folks. I understand. But I will say this: we were just favorites and frontrunners, and whatever you want to say for Yario Rodriguez. And that guy's the Toronto Blue Jays. So I'm just saying, right now, everybody, there is a there is a little bit of hope involved here, okay? Yes, yes, we could be getting completely clickbaited by uh, by John Heyman and others, uh, but I am choosing to have a little bit of hope right now that Jorge Soler ends up with the Toronto Blue Jays. Let's flash over to what it was that immediately sparked mm-hmm. all of this. It was his uh, his article that he came out with, and he listed the Jays as literally the top guys.
2: Yeah. Funny enough, this article, uh, if you could see it there too, Nick. Uh, yeah, we got it up right here. This article, funny enough, was titled Astros Emerging as Possible Josh Hader Landing Spot for Agency. Hey. Uh, so <laughs> there you go, guys. What happened right before this live stream? Josh Hader became a Houston Astro. So be- before I even comment on that, just a, a other side comment. What if now, like, guys, what if it just comes down to whoever is the favorite closer to spring trading actually is the
0: favorite? You know what I mean? Like, well, they only have so much time left, right? I think, I think honestly, like, you're going to start to see guys fly off the board a little bit more. Like, the, the whole courting process that has gone on right now in the entire MLB offseason has just been absolutely wild. The fact that you still have Jorge Soler and Cody Bellinger and Reese Hoskins and JD Martinez and Jock Peterson and you name it, all on the board right now. Blake Snell, all, all literally still remaining on the board right now with less than one month away to pitchers and catchers reporting that's insane and all of these guys need to find a home in the next you know 20 to 30 days so yes if you are a locked in favorite right now i think that that is a very good place to be and i do anticipate that the market is going to start heating up and moving and the dominoes finally I know we've said this a bunch of times but the dominoes finally should start to fall
2: yeah, exactly. So you know what? It's like King of the Hill. Who's going to be the favorite when it's all said and done, right? So with that being said, uh, Blue Jays. You know they are the favorite. This is an article by John Heyman. Like I said before, uh, and he says right here, I'll highlight it for y'all. The Jays are front runners for Soler. With the Diamondbacks and the Red Sox also interested in Jorge Soler. And I know you you sent me an article right here. I'm going to switch it over. Uh, so that everyone could see, but the, the Boston Red Sox were also being called, uh, front runners as well at some point. So yeah, I guess, but this was about, um, I think it was about a week ago, Mm -hmm, 10 mm -hmm. days ago when when they were called the front runners. So, um, yeah, it's, it's not like it's going to be, um, necessarily, um, like it's not, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but you could make an argument. Well, if they're front runners, we can go, then the Jays could also be a front runners or we could go for another team. They Another team could jump into the mix and take over the lead. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah,
0: a thousand percent. I mean, even though we are in the end game right now, like until there's pen to paper, you never know what's going to happen. And the Boston Red Sox, they were looking like they were going to be the guys right up until effectively yesterday when John Heyman came out and said, hey, these Toronto Blue Jays, watch out for them. They are looking like they could go out and get Jorge Soler. Sidebar, I kind of feel bad for Boston right, right now because they literally <laughs> have Dante Oscar Hernandez. Then they then they moved over to Jorge Soler, and if we snake them, I mean, like, that's got to suck, dude. So even though we are having a bad offseason as Toronto Blue Jays fans, just understand that there are other fan bases out there that are going through some pain. But yes, they were the favorite for a while, and and I kind of like the fact that they were, I guess, quote-unquote uh for so long and didn't lock him down. Because that says to me, it's like, well, if you guys were like, you know, the the top dogs for a long time, clearly you have had negotiations with this dude. And clearly they haven't actually resulted in anything yet. Right. So I don't want to read too, too much into it, but maybe he went there. Maybe he heard their offer, didn't like it too much. And now he's now he's looking at the Toronto Blue Jays as a potential suitor.
2: You know, the Red Sox got new management this offseason and, you know, they were they were bad before they got fired. Um, They were horrible. That's why they got fired. They they didn't do anything. There are so many seasons where they need to go out and they need to make trays. They need to address so many necessary holes in the rotation for years. And then they go and they get the new guys for the Boston Red Sox and similar vibes is what I'm getting. They're not really offering the big dollar to anybody. They're not really pushing the envelope to get anything done. They made a a few trades, you know, we all forget that uh, they actually traded for Tyler O'Neill, and then they traded away um, mm. uh, Alex for Dugo. So they're making some <laughs> kind of lateral-esque moves. Uh, but right now, they they do need to just like kind of push the envelope a little bit. And um, we haven't seen it too much, but they, they I feel like they're going to end up with somebody though, either whether it be Solaire. They're kind of the same mix as us: Solaire, Jock Peterson. I don't see them getting JD Martinez back, but um, you know, I, I can see them getting one one of these guys in the mix and then we'll get another. And then I've heard the diamondbacks name being tossed around. Maybe they'll get a guy. Um yeah, I mean I feel bad, but also like maybe that new management's just trying to, you know, get their feet wet, just trying to get accustomed to what exactly is well, the, look, is
0: the I, I don't want to I'm not a Boston Red Sox expert by any imagination, but I also don't want to hate on this management too much because I know for sure what they're doing is better than the other management because the other management let Mookie Betts <laughs> and Xander Bogarts walk out the door. And if you <laughs> yeah, do that, I mean, true. like your fan base are going to hate you, dude. So at the very least, they're doing better than that right now. But, yeah, I do anticipate that they are going to go out and they are going to get someone. You know, if it's not going to be Jorge Soler, maybe it's going to be one of those other hitters. But in terms of the Mm -hmm. Toronto Blue Jays being the front runner, being the guys, this is exciting because uh, we've been talking about it all off season. We need that big thump. We need that slug. We need that power. Jorge Soler has his faults, but the power that is not one of them.
2: Yeah, no, he, God, this guy mashes. What did he hit last year? Thirty-six home runs. 30, 36 oh God, or thirty-seven,
0: right yeah, something like that, dude. A, a way more than anyone on our team.
2: <laughs> yeah, thir- Yeah, literally hit thirty-six uh, home runs. Actually, I'm gonna I'll flash it over for y'all to see. We're on stream yards right now, everybody. Just totally being transparent. So pulling up the screen is a little bit more of work, but I, I got I got a way to share it with y'all right here. Boom. So Jorge Soleria, yeah, thirty-six home runs. Got got a ton of power. Now, one thing that was brought to my attention through a Ben Nicholson Smith article uh right here. Uh, it, it's talking about the realistic, you know, Blue Jays offseason and saying, you know, he gave three case scenarios for the Blue Jays on every single player. Like, what's the best case scenario of where this player ends up going? Worst case scenario, what where this player ends up going, what they do. And then the realistic outcome. It's um, funny enough, Ben Nicholson Smith actually said the realistic outcome is that he goes to the Red Sox but he was basically his argument here is that he truly believes that Jorge Soler is going to regress and mm. his defense is going to regress. His strikeout percentage is going to increase. He basically called him right here Kenji Morales 2.0 where he's an older player. He's not as old as Kenji Morales when Morales when he Morales when came to the Blue Jays. Uh but Kenji Morales low batting average struck out a crap load was a giant pit of just out in Mm -hmm. in the Toronto Blue Jays lineup when he was with us so he's basically banking on that any any worries or concerns for you bringing Jorge Soler uh if we bring him in he strikes out a bunch that we have to now play him every day is is there concerns for you at all in that regards
0: yeah, of course there is, man. I mean, we've, can you go back to the baseball savant uh, page yeah. for him as well? Because, I, I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I do think that the the width percentage and the K percentage, you're looking like almost bottom 10 percentile. And whenever you see that yeah. in those two key categories, and they are key, okay, not, not quite as low as 10 percentile, but definitely bottom half for sure. I mean, that is obviously going to be something to note. I will yeah. say, though, that when you're currently thinking about the alternatives, Mm-hmm. I mean, like, who are we going to put there instead, right? Like, who, right. who is who is it going to be? I, I would rather have a player with the capability of hitting 35 home runs or even more than that because he has done more than that uh, in, in previous years. I think he got, you know, a high 40s at one point, right? I want the the ceiling or the potential of somebody to do that in the DH spot rather than, you know, somebody who will just never hit that mark. And I, I think that yeah. if the Blue Jays were not to go out and sign him, you know, they, they kept the lineup the way that it is right now. Sure, you don't have that risk of him regressing and striking out a bunch more, but I also think that you are lacking the upside of a true power bat. And I don't really see a whole lot of difference right here from Jorge Soler in, in his last season to what yeah. Teoscar Hernandez used to do for the Toronto Blue Jays when he yep. was a silver slugger. You had the swing and miss. That has never gone away. It's always been part of his game. But when he was on he was on and and same goes with Jorge Soler
2: yeah I guess the one difference if I'm gonna you know play devil's advocate between him and Teosco Hernandez is the batting average is very low so he does need to slug right if he doesn't slug yes. it's gonna be a problem it looked like 2022 he was injured because he, he only had 306 at bats so it's kind of hard to justify that maybe he was kind of riddled with injuries no, I'm not even gonna try to like guess on whether he was injured during the season and these were affecting his numbers, but obviously there was a problem there. But even in 2021, you know, you got a 223 batting average. So and he hit 27 homers, that's good. But basically what you're looking at there is what we were hoping Dalton Bar show would do. Right. So I, I I get it in a sense there is he's very volatile. Like he could give you a lot or he can give you nothing. But again, I do agree with you where yeah, what is the alternative? I mean, what what is it, Kirk? Uh, Jansen. Yeah, it's DH. basically right? you
0: play both of the catchers in the lineup every day. Uh, I mean, you got it. You're hoping that uh, you're hoping that Biggio breaks out and Schneider stays the same as he was last mm. year. And you're you're just you're hoping a lot, right? And don't get me wrong, you're still hoping if you bring in Jorge Soler because you are hoping that he does what you're paying him to do. But I think that that needs to be reflective in the contract, right? Because if we're talking. If we're talking money, uh, I mean, there will be a line for me, as there is with every player, right? There's going to be a right. line where I go, eh, I don't know about that. I, I think that could be a little bit too much. And then anything below that line, I'm saying, you know what? Fire the dart. Go for it. Jorge Soler, to me, uh, you know, I certainly don't think he's a $100 million player. I think he's much less than that. Um, mm-hmm. Do we have a market value on what he what he could command?
2: Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. And again, it's sport. It's spot rack. Everybody. Uh, they always overshoot it or undershoot it. I mean. yes. Um, and right now it's looking like it is 14 million ish, like 13.6. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's definitely a little bit too low because you're, cause again, you're looking at the upside of the 36 home runs. I, and, and I think because of the volatility, like, you're going to give him obviously less years, but I think you're going to try and pay a little bit more for the upside. Let me, let me flash it over here. So y'all can see at yeah, 13.9 is what it is. Uh, I would go, I give him, I'd give him probably anywhere on average annual value for like 16 to 18 mil. That's probably That's where, what I was
0: going to say. Yeah. I don't yeah. think that Jorge Soler in any capacity is a $20 million guy. And I would no. be very yeah. disappointed with the Toronto blue Jays if they can't negotiate him down from that. But if you could get Jorge Soler at $16 million, maybe even front load the contract a little bit, you know, pay a little bit more of it now. And if you had him down here for, I mean, two years would be perfect, but if we're being mm-hmm. realistic, he's probably going to want a bit more than that. If you could get him down to a $16 million a year, three-year contract, that is something where I start to go, okay, you know what? I understand why he would accept that. And I understand why if you're the Toronto Blue Jays, you might want to get him locked in for that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I oh man I agree, I agree. Uh, I wonder when the hell he's gonna sign though. I keep asking myself this this question: When the hell are these guys gonna sign? Are, are we gonna see Bellinger go first, and then it's gonna be Jorge Soler, and then it's gonna be JD Martinez? Like like what is everybody waiting for right now? And and it's all we can do is really speculate. We we really can't know when when these people they might even go individually. We don't really know if there's gonna be a pattern here.
0: Yeah, I think that we're past the point right now of of needing Bellinger to sign before these guys sign. I mean, with Teo going off the board, right? uh, Like, I I think that it's, I I just don't see anymore that, like, teams have the luxury to wait around or even players have the luxury to wait around. You know, I Bellinger's situation, uh, that's one that's kind of stumped me for a while because I am wondering, why is it taking so long? Like, is it truly the fact that, like, he wants to play in Chicago, and they're just not giving him the number that he wants. Right. So it's kind of like a pissing match to see who's gonna who's gonna du- uh, duck out first. Like, is that what's happening right now? So that one's that one's definitely weird. But I think with these other players, uh, you know, Peterson and and Solaire and Martinez, uh, there just isn't any more time, right? You know, so like mm-hmm. if somebody tells you that a deal's coming soon, I, and your first instinct is to go, "Oh, how the hell do you know that?" We know that because spring training's a month away. Right. So mm-hmm. it's got to be coming soon mm-hmm. or else they're not going to be in a goddamn team. Right. So, yeah, I do believe that that sooner rather than later, you are going to see these guys just start to fly off the board. There's going to be one week of time. Maybe it's next week. Maybe it's the week after that. But there's going to be one week of time where it is going to be like Twitter update after Twitter update after Twitter update, because there's a lot of free agents right now that need to find homes.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're, you're kind of seeing the finals of the – the finals. You're kind of seeing the finals of the um, relief pitching market kind of going off the border now. We saw Josh Hader. We saw uh, Yael Rodriguez from the Toronto Blue Jays, who who apparently – I don't want to change subjects completely, but I, I just thought of this right now, and we didn't talk about this before. But we, we heard, and we haven't updated y'all, and we even talked about it on this channel, that apparently the Blue Jays want to make Yael Rodriguez a starter. Yeah. We want to make him a starter and I've heard word that they want to put him in the minor leagues to begin. What are your thoughts on that? Was that a, con- that's a it could it be in his contract or something. because
0: that to me kind of changes a lot of what it was that we said, right? You know, we're talking yeah. about how uh how he probably won't impact a potential trade and and how he's going to come in and he should be that Swiss Army knife player and I still hope that he will have that capability and he still will do that. But if they're trying to make him a starter, now you're looking at a situation where you have Gosman and you have Bassett and you have Burrios and they're, you know you have them locked down for a period of time. You still have Kikuchi on a year, but then you also have Manoa, Tiedemann, and now also Yariel Rodriguez, who are all looking at that starter spot and going, hey, I want that to be me. You know, so it's, it is very interesting to me because even after this year, when you say Kikuchi leaves, well, now you have two spots in the rotation and, and mm-hmm. who is going to own that? Is it going to be Tiedemann and Rodriguez, Tiedemann and Manoa, Manoa and Rodriguez, right? Like you have effectively three guys for two open spots. So as much as I love pitching depth and, and I want as much starting pitching depth as, as possible, I'm just having a hard time realizing how all of these guys are, are going to get their innings. My my yeah my big question here is like you know we're paying this dude
2: to, he's the most expensive minor leaguer if that's the case.
1: he mm-hmm. has 8 million dollars
2: mm-hmm. to be in the minors to start off. Um it must have been in my mind if I'm going to make an assumption of what the hell happened, it was he really wanted to be a starter and they said okay, well we can't have you start right away because we have a full rotation. We're going to give you a month or so in the Florida complex league or in their minors, you're going to pitch there. We're going to, you're going to work with our staff, get you, we're going to, we're going to get you up to speed with how we want you to attack our, you know, attack our game plan. Um, you know, maybe, maybe do some experiments on him, like not like scientific, but like, you know, figure out what, what his guy in the lab. Yeah. Get this guy in the lab, bro. Make him a superhuman. And then when eventually, because there will be an opening, it'd be ignorant, very slim chance for us to think that like, oh, we're our rotation is going to be perfect all season. No one's going to get hurt. And no one's going to underperform. There will be an opening. Mm. So Maybe they're already preparing for him to come. In. And if there's not, even if they're in that situation, then they're like, okay, well, we're going to bring up in the bullpen uh, or we're going to bring up a six-man starter. So you're going to get your starts anyway. It's like, I, if that's the case, and then he's there for good, I could see that working out if they're good with the spending that $8 million uh, to start that first year in the minors.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I do think that there's a lot of truth to that. Quick shout out to the uh, 236 people watching right now, guys. If you haven't already done so, please hit the like button and smash the subscribe button. Stay tuned, folks, because Blue Jays today is going to have a big announcement coming very, very soon. Biggest announcement in the history of the channel. So you definitely want to be around for that. But I got to give a, a, a shout out here to, to Samson, who said, uh, Yariel gets his footing while we evaluate Manoa. And I, I think that there's nice. a lot of truth to that right uh, yep. it, it's an expensive insurance policy that you just took out because he's eight million dollars a year but it does kind of feel like hey if if manoa comes out and he's looking rough and uh you know like the the relationship's not going so well and maybe we want to send him to the minors well now we can and it's not really going to cost us anything because we can just bring this guy up. We can, it can be like a literal, like a, a transactional move where Manoa gets sent down and Yariel Rodriguez comes up, right? And we will be totally fine if that happens. Or, on, on the other hand, then you're open to the possibility or you're open to the opportunity of trading Alec Manoa, whereas previously, without this guy, you kind of want to hold on to him. You, know, you, you want to make sure that it happens. But if it's not working out, Now you have that insurance if you need to make some type of move. Yeah,
2: no, it makes sense. And I I never thought they would have done it. But, uh, hey, if if he wants to be a starter and this is the only way for him to do it, then I'm all about it. Real quick, guys, before we move on, because I do want to jump back over to the Solaire conversations because there's a lot of implications or Solaire or any sort of guy that we're about to sign, hopefully, for the Blue Jays. A lot of implications on what's going to happen with the 40-man roster. Before we do, guys, quick shout-out. the sponsor of this video
0: whoa time for your daily betway breather a quick reminder that the best place to bet is on betway must be 19 years of age or older to play in collaboration with iGaming Ontario please bet responsibly now back to the content shout out to betway everybody for being absolutely phenomenal it is the place to be if you are a sports better at all Uh, Let's get a quick, uh, quick over/under in the chat. You know, to stay on that that theme, we'll get it from you Mm. as well, dude. Alec Manoa, four point two ERA (laughs) over/under. You know, now that we're on this conversation, the more that we talk about it right now, the more that I'm kind of convincing myself that maybe the Alec Manoa situation is worse than we initially thought. Four point two ERA. What do you guys have over or under for that?
2: Well, yeah, you guys let so in the chat, uh, for those who are in the live stream. For me, like it's hard to assess if his situation's worse than we thought, right? Because it's still the off season, right? You, you know, we gotta see him what he looks like in um pitchers catchers report. We gotta see what he looks like against these live hitters. You know, they could be doing simulated stuff. I, I don't know if they're doing that yet, but um if it's still looking rough, then I I guess I guess it would be a thing uh that they would bring in Yari out to try, kind of replace him, but we'll see. My over under, I'm gonna go. I, oh God, maybe it's wishful thinking, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say under the four was four
0: four point two ERA. Four point two is what I said, yeah.
2: Yeah, I I'm still gonna say under, but you know I I, because I said over three point eight when we did our um when we did our kind of uh, over under uh, projection video, right? But right. I didn't think it'd be over by that much. I, I I thought he'd be around the low four, maybe even the high three. So. That's what I'm going to go for. That's my well, safe Well, it,
0: clearly it's a good line because I'm checking out the chat right now and it is very split. You know, everybody's kind of – we got a few overs, we got a few unders. So, yeah, I, I think that the, you know, the Manoa, like his future and what this season's going to look like, like I don't know if anybody has any idea what the hell is going to happen with this guy. That is probably also too why the Toronto Blue Jays are looking at maybe making Yariel Rodriguez a starter because it very likely could be over – just as much as it could be under. And if it is over and we're trying to make a playoff run, we're gonna need somebody else to step in.
2: Dude, we're gonna we're gonna have these conversations about over-under on Jorge Soler, too. Obviously, we're gonna be more biased for the over, whatever that line is, because he recently did it. But mm. it's the same situation where I, I think about Alec Manoa, he's shown his upside being best in baseball. His yeah. downside is being DFA'd. So, you know, I do think he will land somewhere in that range, but because of the recency. We're all going to pick the worser end of his performance. But the same thing goes to Jorge Soler. I think it could be very volatile. He could be one of the worst in baseball, mm. but also one of the best in terms of these power type of pl- uh, players. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Uh, we just got to roll the dice and see. But now I do want to get back to that conversation because I know we wanted to talk about what does this mean? If we go in and we bring in Jorge Soler to the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm making a video room tomorrow, guys, talking about what's going to happen with the 40-man roster if we bring in another player. But I wanted to also throw it into this uh, podcast right here in this live stream. Um, What happens? Because right now we're already at 41 men Mm -hmm. on the 40-man roster. We have to cut somebody. It's easier to do with the pitching side of things because there are obvious guys to cut, like those minor leaguers that we just brought in last year that are on short deals. We can cut those guys for sure, like Wes Parsons. Um, but the hitter side of things, if you look at the 40 man roster, I'll flash it over for y'all right now. If you look at the 40 man roster, you have on the hitter side of things, a lot of guys who are MLB players or prospects. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of guys you can cut like this Ernie Clement. And I talk about him in uh, the podcast or the uh, video room doing tomorrow, but there's not a lot of guys that are really cuttable. Mm-hmm. So what happens guys? What are we doing here? What are you thinking, Nick? What are your thoughts on the 40 Man roster situation if we yeah, go out and get a new It bat? is
0: it's tough, man. I mean, clearly they have a plan because if they are gonna be heavy favorites for Jorge Soler, like I do feel as if they are gonna bring in one more player. So I, yeah. I do think that we're gonna get one more bat at this point. Now that we did go we went out and we got Yariel and we're looking at Jorge Soler, I'm feeling good that they're gonna bring in one more guy. Mm-hmm. Who are they gonna get rid of? That is a That's big a question. Man. I mean do you talk at all about Leo Jimenez in your video coming yeah. out tomorrow?
2: See, Leo Jimenez, they've they've kept for a while. He's 22, if I'm not mistaken. Like he's he's young. He's a, he's a nice prospect for them. Um, I do talk, I do mention him, uh, but he, in my mind, and this is the big point of my video, is well, you always have to have these taxi squad kind of players coming up, filling up the bench, like your Ernie Clements. Ernie Clements only got. Actually, Ernie Clement has zero player options. So very soon they're going to have to replace that kind of player so they yeah. can bring up and call down from the minors and use their options. So are they going to transition Leo Jimenez to that role? Otto Lopez was kind of flirting around with that role a little bit uh, in the last couple years. Like, What do they do there? But the point being is, you know, on the, on the 26-man roster, it's really full right now. And I'm thinking a trade could be in the works soon. Because mm-hmm. these guys are too valuable just to cut. You can't cut these guys. Just a little bit too much value because someone will pick them up uh, unless you're going to cut Ernie, Ernie Clement. But then you're you're stuck in a situation where, okay, then what do we do? Uh, who's going to be that guy to call up and, up and down? You still have, you're still stuck with a 26-man roster where you don't have uh, that flexible option spot. So I feel like a trade is in the works on the 26-man roster.
0: Well, we Um, talked about him before, and I I know that you're going to probably discuss him tomorrow in your thing, so I don't want to get too into it, but Espinall does feel like the easiest one to get rid of. If they're just going for ease, but as you were talking there, like, damn, I I don't want to go too deep into fantasy land here, but do you think that there is any reality that the Jays, as they have done for several seasons now, fire off some of their big prospect bullets? And say, you know what? Screw it. We want to. We want a, a, a player that is gonna that is gonna play now and be good now. You know, like just throwing this name out there, like, yep, Arenado or Jose Ramirez or you know somebody in a position of need, like third base or or, or something like that that the Toronto Blue Jays go, you know what? We're going to we're gonna give away Martinez. We're going to give away one of our other prospects. We're going to get somebody that's going to take us over the top right now. Like, is there any reality that that could be something that they do? <laughs> uh,
2: it would be a great – it would be a perfect reality, perfect timing that, uh, that the teams are willing to do that when we need to sign also these players. So maybe. I did hear Talking Baseball – shout out to Jake from Talking Baseball – um he talked about the louis orias trade and how the jays were taught were um in you know talked about being around that trade speculated to be in the conversations we've actually never even talked about it yet mm-hmm. uh on this channel about louis rise because i just thought it was out of reality however he did mention the blue jays setting off i think this is too much of a spend uh ricky tiedemann and david schneider for louis Arias, mm, uh, Louis yeah. um i think it's too much but if you send over you know a position player even if it's javis schneider well that solves the problem right there and and we're not if we don't go out and and sign a guy however if we go sign a guy and then get louis arias that might be overkill we're in a different situation right now but if that was the move then that, that that's solve us the problem off the of 40 man right there like
0: now you actually clear up another spot too
2: well um, i'll tell you right now man yeah.
0: like louis arias he's a dog you know yeah. like he he's a he is a actually maybe he's not a dog maybe Maybe he's a freaking robot, you know, because like this guy <laughs> is a just machine. An actual hit machine, right? Whenever you need it, even when you don't need it, when it's just a luxury, he is coming up with a hit, right? He's not necessarily going to provide the power, but you're still going to – it's going to feel like you're getting the power because this guy is literally always getting on base every single goddamn at-bat, right? If there is ever a runner in scoring position, Louis Arias. Might actually be the number one player that I want to come to the dish in the MLB right now because he is just one of the best contact hitters in the entire MLB. So, if there was any way that the Toronto Blue Jays could go out and could potentially bring that guy in, like hell freaking yes, dude! I'm also seeing people in the comments right now saying Haseong Kim for second base. That's another guy. I'll t- <laughs> I'll take all I'll take all of them, man. Give me those Padres.
2: Oh my gosh, yeah, Haseong Kim. I mean, would be great. Ah, it, it is tough for me to see. And, you know, speaking of Arias, I mean, if Arias' bat is worth it and yeah, maybe so, so is Husky and Kim's as well. But um, it's tough for me to see them going out and making an infield move, like an infield addition, just because we're already talking about, well, we got to get rid of Espinal because he we don't have a spot like, well, okay, we get another infielder and now you get rid of Espinal, but now you have IKF filling up that same spot that we're talking about, where you need flexibility. It's like, damn, what do we do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we're 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 in a great situation. Where we have too many good quality players, right?
0: If so, all of that happens, yeah,
2: yeah. If all I I, I did want to bring up here, um, Louis Arias' contract, so we would have him for two years. So we want to make that deal right now. That's pretty damn That's good the for the window, window Blue Jays. That's
0: the window, dude. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Louis Arias. <laughs> uh Toronto Blue Jays, like. <laughs> Let's get a little thing going here. Quick shout out to Jordan N with the $6.99 donation saying Happy New Year's, boys. So proud to see the channel grow. Are you guys going to the fights this week? And I'm not going to the fights this week. And I had to hear about them. That is phenomenal. But thank you so mm. much for the donation, dude. Uh, stick around, man. Uh, again, massive Blue Jays today announcement coming up in the near future. So stay tuned for that. One other player that the Toronto Blue Jays have been linked to this offseason, very similar to Jorge Soler, is jock peterson and i saw a great tweet come out here by blue jays muse i just mm. want to flash it over here i wanted to pick your brain about it i want to give my two cents and get your opinion in the chat in the comments down below jock peterson jorge Soler, dh who's it gonna be and why what do you think um
2: well personally i know we're talking about jorge Soler and all that but the big thing that really sticks out to me is damn like he does have quite a big ceiling. Does have quite a low floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jock Peterson. The thing that's working for me is he's he's more consistent than a uh, than a uh, Soler. And I but correct me if I'm wrong. I believe their OPS kind of is the same. So after if you go
0: old. back to their career numbers, it's actually fascinating, folks. Jorge mm-hmm. Soler and Jock Peterson are effectively the exact same player. Now they've gone about it slightly differently, but they both have high slugs. They both have low batting average. Uh, uh, They're on base is relatively the same and their OPS, their career OPS sits almost identically. Now it's interesting though, because they're, up years like Jorge Soler is coming off of a, 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 like a high season. Like he, he hit his ceiling last year while uh, Jock Peterson is coming off of one of his lower years. And they've kind of alternated their entire career like that, where it's like they have an on year, then they have an off year, then they have an on year, and they're on, like, different trajectories. So very similar players, but in this instance, you know, you have Jorge Soler coming off of his better year and Jock Peterson coming off of still a good season, but not one of his best.
2: Yeah, um, you know what? You know what I'm gonna say. I've been so back and forth on Solaire versus Peterson. I, I, the reason I'm on Solaire is because I want the upside. I want the upside. Hmm. Uh, and the other reason why I'm on Peterson is because oh, he's a lefty. Mm-hmm. And I see people in the chat saying, you know, John yes. can't hit a lefty. Yes, I was gonna life. bring
0: that up, dude.
2: <laughs> but here's the thing. I mean, there's more righties in the league, right? So you're gonna see him in the lineup more th- more times than not. But the last thing I want to see like who's our best lefty after well, assuming i'm assuming jock peterson's on the team in this hypothetical scenario who's the best lefty after jock peterson on the jays biggio you know <laughs> what i mean that's oh, the only
0: yeah. one coming to mind for me right now <laughs>
2: are we gonna put biggio in the effing four spot no no we're not and you know that even if we do get so you're gonna see some sort of weird lineup configuration where you're gonna throw a, a lefty that doesn't belong up there in the four spot like it, granted, I would hope that I would give John uh, Schneider some more credit to know he cannot do that. You have to if you're getting uh, Soler, you got to put him in the fourth spot. Mm. But I want if we're going to have that nice lefty righty configuration, you got to put you got to get Jock Peterson to put him in the fourth spot. He would stay there all year long. Um, so that's one of the main reasons why I lean Peterson. And he's a bit more consistent with the OPS over his career. Um I don't know what
0: do you think where where are you kind of leaning right now I think um I think I am also leaning Jock Peterson I think it's very very close and I mean I wouldn't be shocked to see uh see Jorge Soler have a better season next year or or Jock Peterson like I think it could literally go either way and part of me does want to say Soler because of the recency bias and because at the end of the day, he did have a better season last year than Jock Peterson by roughly 100 OPS points, and that is nothing to scoff at. Like that is a big margin. He was significantly better last season, but mm-hmm. I do think that uh, that yeah, when you're really looking at the lineup here, do I want to see Biggio up there? Do I want to see Kevin Kiermeier up there? Like like who's gonna who's gonna be up there, but right? If Marshall. we want to have that lefty, I feel like it would have to be jock peterson and we've done the righty thing for a long period of time and i've always been a uh, an advocate for just playing your best players regardless of side and i still do feel that way but when you're looking at two guys who are effectively the same player i just rather get the one that fits our need the most which in this case happens to be jock peterson so I think that is my reasoning. That's why I'm leading Jog Peterson. Although, I don't get me wrong, folks. I would not be upset. I would not be tilted. I would not be angry at all if Jorge Soler is the guy.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, a good lineup suggestion here by Bobby Joe in the YouTube chat. Varsho in the five hole, Bijou in the seven, KK in the nine. I mean, that that works out for the b- back half of the lineup. Soler, Soler cleanup, yeah. And Soler cleanup, right? So that kind of works out for splitting that, the, the back half yeah Uh, also people are saying jd martinez uh listen love Soler, love peterson but if jd martinez is available for me other than bellinger he's my next guy you want to talk about uh, i've said this so many times you want to talk about driving in runs this dude will drive in you runs he will drive in all the runs you want you want 100 he'll he'll do it he doesn't care he will literally give his best effort to give you 100 rbis In a season, pretty consistently. So, without a doubt, I would want JD Martinez.
0: I also like JD Martinez as well, uh, just because it feels like he fits really nicely with the timeline. Because you could Mm. probably lock him down to a one or a two year deal, and that would be great. And then you'd also have the money to then potentially either sign more guys or extend Bo and Vlad. Whereas, if you're getting Jock Peterson, if you're getting Jorge Soler, You're probably going to have a deal that's longer than two years, which is longer than their contracts. And it starts to get a little bit messy as to like exactly how you want to navigate it. JD Martinez feels very clean. You know, exactly. We're going to have this guy for one or two seasons. He will produce. That will be that. And then we can evaluate where our team is after that contract.
2: Yeah, no, I I hear that too. I, I think so is probably going to be commanding. Yeah, that three, three or four year deal, uh, where, I mean, Jock's Jock's interesting. Like, I don't know. His last few years, he because he's coming off a bad year, he might only get a one or two. He might actually only do that. So, I mean, it might work out. But yeah, regardless, lefty or righty, uh, JD Martinez, he is the man. Is there anything else that you want to bring up here, Nick? Cause uh right now we kind of titled this after like Deal Watch. We are watching. It's coming soon. We don't know when the hell it's gonna be, but it better be soon, man, for our fandom because hello. I'm tired of talking about rumors. Let's get some action. Let's get the boys into Blue Jays Blue and let's get them into Florida, man. I'm ready to to uh to make some prediction predictions on the season with our full squad and also ranking our offseason, man. I'm ready to move on.
0: Uh, yeah, my final words here are just, uh, I'm really excited. I do think that the Toronto Blue Jays are going to go out and get somebody. This is a better feeling than I was feeling about a week ago when it was looking like we might not get anybody at all. We got Rodriguez. We got a pitcher. Now we're looking at a big bat, whether it's Solaire, whether it's Peterson, whether it's Martinez, at this point, I really don't care. Get me a guy. Let's get the team together. Let's get to the freaking, uh, Dunedin. Let's start training them up, boys. season land okay i want to I'm, I'm ready to get out of off season let's go to actual season it's time to play some goddamn baseball
2: yeah let's do it guys guys if you enjoyed this stream enjoyed this podcast please make sure to like subscribe and let us know your thoughts in the comments down below on what you think about all this man are we, are we gonna get jorge solera is this just a bunch
0: of rubbish let us know thank you so much for watching everybody and as always Go Jays! Go Jays, oh! go!